there, welcome back. I am thankful to share the table with you all and the wonderful, very dear Ashley Clapp. And Ashley, I will go easy on you with the games. <laughs> Nothing crazy. But first, I want to take the time to praise God for you. And I can't think of anyone outside of Ryan that I have been true friends with as long as you. Honestly, I scribbled on the top of my page a uh, sense of home because that's how I feel when I'm around you. And you are such a loyal friend. And I honestly know that I am not as loyal a friend as you are. Um, I can't read my words. <laughs> yeah, you hold fast and you are so faithful. You're very kind and considerate. And now I know what kind means, and you are that. You absolutely are. I enjoy watching you sometimes when you're talking to other people and observe the way that you focus and you laugh with them. I'm thankful that you're older than me, haha. <laughs> <laughs> that you go first and I can rest in your big sister presence. You have a delightful way of making fun memories by finding special things or places or foods and you can kick serious butt when you put your mind to doing a task. And this is particularly true when the task is for your family. And I cherish uh, the probably hundreds of laughs that our families have shared and silly stories and only God knows how many more there are to come. And I love you, my sister, Ashley. Thank you. So let's go right to <laughs> your neighborhood. Oh no, games, duh. You thought you're getting out of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, normally the guests don't hear the game that they're gonna play the first one, but I forgot to tell Ashley not to listen to Misty's episode. So you know it already, it's complete me. So just say whatever comes to your mind. My favorite kind of ice cream is chocolate with almonds. One of my nicknames is uh, AB. Who says that? My mom. Okay. Or my dad will say Ash, but my mom says AB. Yeah. Ashley Brooke. Okay. Uh, my personal style is very casual. My favorite word in another language is I don't know. I don't even think this is another language. My mind said hiya. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my lazy go to dinner is. Probably take out From, pizza. Okay, yeah, pizza. Oh my gosh, I've eaten so much pizza at your house. If I could travel to, hmm, tomorrow I would. Probably an island somewhere, nice and warm with clear water. You are totally a beach bum. <laughs> uh, the season I like best is? Spring. Why? Because it's my birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, vegetables? I don't know. Okay, I can never pronounce this word. Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm usually pretty good at pronouncing words, except for in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> a four-letter word that starts with B. Bead. Bead. Ooh, good, good one. My favorite kind of chocolate is? Dark chocolate with almonds. <laughs> <laughs> I could eat this dessert every day. Oh, brownies with ice oh. cream <laughs> and hot fudge <laughs> and some type of nut. Oh, one of my favorite new things at your house is your big nutcracker. Mm -hmm. And I'm really pleased to say that as of today, I have one too. Hi. Um, where was I? Oh, if I could sew this, I would sew my clothes. Clothes mm -hmm. for myself. I always laugh when um, I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the way to my heart is. Oh, probably f through that uh, brownie Sunday I mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite way to work out is. Uh, I don't. Uh, if I had another pet, it would be a cat. I'd like to have a cat. My favorite kind of night out is probably not a night out. If I could go backpacking somewhere, it would be 
Probably Europe would be fun. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Uh, my favorite accessory is probably my hair tie. <laughs> <laughs> my good old fashioned, yeah. My favorite holiday is Christmas. Oh, yes. The school subject I think should disappear is PE. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You love them? You love them all? I do. I do like to learn. My favorite corner of my home is my rocker on my front porch. Okay. Y'all know I love this game because I have a bell. Ashley, how many of these can you get? Let's see if you can be the first person to get them all in five minutes. All right. It won't happen, but I'll try. Turning the timer. What is a book or resource that influenced you? The Life-Giving Home. If you were going to write a book, what would it be about? I've always wanted to do a fiction book with a like heavy emphasis on somebody grasping the gospel well. Ooh. I mean, a fiction fiction book on somebody grasping the gospel well. Like kid or adult? Adult. Okay. What is something you're passionate about? Crochet. If you could become an expert in something, what would it be? Cooking. Do you have a favorite recent memory? Probably fa- favorite me- recent memory is just being on that front porch, mm-hmm. spending time with God. What book do you want more people to read? I don't know. I'm not er- enough of a reader. What is your middle name? Brooke. Hence AB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was a recent problem you solved? Not being by myself, but figuring out countertops for our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> what was your last meal? A salad from lettuce, lettuce from my garden. With lettuce from my garden. All right. What is your favorite soup? Either a chicken vegetable or like a beef vegetable. Go-to karaoke song. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Insync Hello. <laughs> yeah, it would probably be a boy band or Spice Girls or something like yeah. that. What are you reading right now? Um, Help, I'm Drowning by Sally Clarkson. Is and, that new? Yeah, it's, I think it's one of her newest. And okay. um, I saw it at the homeschool convention. And The Every Woman a Theologian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, how about if you had 10 times your budget, what would you spend it on? Going out to eat. Oh, yeah. One of the things that, yeah, Michael, you guys introduced us to food in Richmond, and I remember this Ethiopian place. Yes. Yeah. It's the uh, best. I don't even know if it's still around, but it's the best. Well, if I was in the city and I ran into your restaurant, where would you be? It's been so long since we have been out to eat, like, regularly. Probably the most place I've been most recently is Bingo Beer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you're, you're connected to it. Yes. Because my dad is part owner. <laughs> yeah. What is a place in scripture encouraging to you? It. I mean, all, there's all kinds of places. Depends on what I'm reading yeah. in the moment. <laughs> At the, I mean, the most recent has just been Hebrews 4, 16. Are you going to share that later? Yeah, I can share it later. Okay, but share anyway, it later. That's just been heavy on my heart. So... I feel like Jess Ponder set the bar so high with the clown. What is something people typically don't know about you? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of putting myself out there a lot. Um, I'm not much of an animal person. (laughs) I don't really love animals, despite the animals in my house on my land. Do you journal? No, not really. Do you listen to any podcasts? I do. What are they? (laughs) I listen to this one. And I listen to some, like, a guy that does just, like, crazy stories. Okay. That's fun. What is a tradition you observe in your household? There's a lot of traditions around Christmas, birthdays. Um, I love your book one. That's a sweet one. For birthdays. Yeah. 
Yeah, get a book that everybody signs every birthday, if I remember to pull it out, which I've not (laughs) done well lately. (laughs) Yeah, so your kid has a book for each year of their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there any human that changed the course of your life? Uh, Probably my, specifically, probably my my step-grandmother, Missy, but also my grandma. What was the last skill you learned? Probably stuff based around gardening. Okay different techniques of things that I did not was not aware of you just harvested how much garlic that's a lot you hadn't done that before yeah that was brand new I don't even I don't remember the total a lot means like probably 50 50 yeah yeah somewhere like that okay do you collect anything I do I collect mugs that's probably the biggest most usable thing Mm. oh and nativity sets and your daughter does too yeah all right, two musicians on your playlist. Matt Carney and Citizens. Uh, okay, is there a lie of the enemy you tend to believe? Uh, yeah, that my sin is far too great, or that I'm not a sinner. That's probably more that I never sin. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> we totally did not get through them all. <laughs> That's okay. I can't think that quick. I know, I'm, I apologize, but... I love learning all these things. So just please share with the audience what neighborhood do you live in? How long have you been there? So we moved about a year ago to uh, Verina. Um, it's not much of a neighborhood. We have a couple neighbors, but um, one that's pretty close to us, like decently close, and then some that are an acre or more away. So had a lot of neighbors, and then we moved to get some land. Yes. Little um, homestead. Yeah. Um, okay. Who's in your household? I have my husband, Michael, and then Asher and Lillian. And a dog. And then a dog. And my dog. Our chickens. And chickens. What's next? Goats. <laughs> awesome. Okay. How long have you been coming to Remnant and who invited you? So we have been since 2010. It was a month before the one year anniversary. And um, we, it was Letarios invited us. I guess technically my husband invited me, but he had only been once. And then I came the next Sunday. Okay. So uh, I'm out of it today. (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. Holy Spirit help. Holy Spirit activate. Yes. Ava requested (laughs) that I say that specifically and you did it for me. (laughs) There's a very funny... Uh, video about that I know (laughs) okay um, where do you want to start Ashley I'll let you choose where do you want to go yeah I don't know I feel like there's so much overlap in all of them yeah I guess that's a great point to make is that you moved a lot in recent years a lot and there's been so much kind of waiting and expectation and maybe disappointment and all of these things. And now you're in this home. Maybe if you just give us a snapshot of where you are right now before we drop into these garden words. You mean just like what life looks like right now? Well, all the, and the fact the of, I think home, a mm. place, a home has been um, something that you and Michael have longed for and have not felt that. Yeah. And now God has given you this gift mm-hmm. a year ago about. And so, yeah. Yeah, the the journey of multiple houses mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. We'd been in the same place for 14 years and then left that house because it was only two bedrooms and we had two kids. 
a boy and a girl and they couldn't we couldn't sustain that for forever um and then crazy journey for other reasons moving moving again moving again and now we are finally at a place that we hope we don't have ever have to leave or at least like not until we're like old and need to downsize or something it would just be nice to stay and stay put and just make this house what we want which is kind of nice except everything takes longer that way Mm -hmm. because there's no anticipation of what's next it's we can take our time because we'll be here forever which is good because we can take our time but it's also tough because i'm ready to have a kitchen and do in a school room and all the other things that Mm -hmm. just need we just have to take the time to do Okay, so then how does this play into your desires and dreams? Let's just start at the beginning. So I really, you know, I I would just love to be able to have a place that's welcoming and open to people, a place that, like, my kids want to come back to one day, that my grandkids will come to, Um, a place that also just feels good for me now to be in, and really a place where, like, we can open the doors and then people can come, they can find rest, you know, like we get requests to use our land for music, you know, like people to come play, like Mm -hmm. just stuff like that, that could just be, you know, like Michael and I are such homebodies that it's easy to get stuck there, but it would be nice to be bringing people in. Mm -hmm. And We've also been like in a weird transition for so long that it's been hard to bring people in. Like we had like one good year in the, since like 2016 of like nothing else going on, no house projects, no other where we could have people in. And it was a fun year. And then my mother-in-law moved in and then we moved and, and then it was doing work on the house and then, you know, and then COVID and just like a lot of other things. So mm-hmm. it will be nice to just like have a place to bring people in and yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that you wrote, um, let me see where did I put this. Oh, well, you wrote a restful open house. So I was curious just for you to describe what you mean by rest. And is that like a new thing that you started connecting with home? I don't know if I've heard you say that too much in the past. Yeah. I mean, I think home has always been a restful place for me mm-hmm. just because I like being at home, but I'm not good at hospitality. So I think it would be nice to be able to have somebody come over and never have to ask for anything or not have to wonder where something is because it's just like you literally can come to my house and not worry yeah about the things because people will be at my house for two hours and I'll be like oh do you want water because Mm -hmm. I just you know I didn't grow up with a lot of people coming into our house in that same way so it's just a skill I just didn't and we didn't love our first house so people didn't come over a whole lot I don't know. Like, I feel like you and Michael are changing now. When I think of your house, I already think about it as like open doors and you haven't, and you're saying that's still something that you desire in the long run. And it's cool how God can allow you to do something ahead of time with even what you might feel is a little, like it's not quite what you want yet, but you can still offer it. And I feel like um, rest is also about the person offering it. I don't know. So do you think about yourself becoming that rest because you're even tying it to your children like so it's got to be I don't know maybe a more holistic maybe partly because I don't I often feel not at rest Mm -hmm. just internally but it would just be nice to I don't know I think that rest can yeah pretty holistic like it can just be 
me not worrying when somebody's at my house about what it looks like or, but then also being a place where somebody doesn't have to worry about what my house looks like when mm-hmm. they're at my, you know, like kind of just, I don't know, being able to love people and, and, and just like with my kids to be not like, well, you can't go in this room or you can't mess with that thing, but for them to be free to do the things that they want to do or need to do or, yeah, just their desires and just stuff not be off limits mm-hmm. in that way. So it was important to you and your husband to have land. What does a land mean to you and how does that factor in? Um, Really being able to, you know, be able to do things on our own, grow food, just watch stuff like, you know, fruit trees grow and produce fruit and be able to go out there, but also being able to provide for other people. Like I really have this, I mean, we have dreams as big as making money off of our land to as little as me just being like, hey guys, we have a bunch of extra tomatoes. Who wants them? You know, like, I don't know what the, it will ultimately look like because this is our first year really getting in and doing yeah. stuff. And, you know, I I feel like we'll have a few years of just like trying to figure some things out. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, especially if we've had periods in recent history where you couldn't get certain things at the grocery store and you know, or it being outrageously expensive and being able to provide those things on some level to people. Yeah. How do you think about, well, I was saying that you and Michael are homebodies. I think that was an interesting point because you're now talking about, okay, so I'm just going to work within my, well, of course, Christ gives us a new identity, but like the way that I am and then turn it out into a gift that sort of flows out. So God has given you this gift and now it's flowing out, and now you see it as something like steward for his mm-hmm. kingdom, I would say. Do you think of it that way? Like, do you see your bit of earth as like part of God's l- larger kingdom? Yes, and also like as a gift to be shared, I guess. Like, you know, if you, I feel good at my house. Like, I want my house to feel good to other people. I want people to come and be able to sit and look out at the field and just relax. Yeah. You have this swing also in your back area, and I've seen a lot of little kids bottom sit in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just sweet to see the little kids in the rock and swing yeah. looking out over the land. And I think that even just changes your, um, even if you don't live outside of the city, just every now and then to get a glimpse of scope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you have a lot of grass that goes back, and then would you call it a forest? What yeah. would you call it? Yeah. The, I mean, we say the woods, but... The woods, yeah. okay. The woods. But that sense of scope, I think, is... Um, it impresses upon your psyche, I think. I don't know. Has that changed for you, even just having that little bit of sense of scope? Does it seem like, oh, my gosh, this is bigger than me? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's especially trying to plan, like, where do my flowers go in my yard? Mm-hmm. You know, when you only have so much yard, you've got, like, the fence lines or you know, this one little space by the garage that you can do stuff if you want to have any yard. Well, we have a lot of place to run around and I don't necessarily want everything by the house. Mm -hmm. So then how do you form a garden for especially things like perennial flowers when you don't, I don't, you know, there's obvious places, but we don't have a lot of sun in the front yard. So that limits like the normal flower bed. So it's just, so it feels very big. Like I feel I would have to make a small space out of the big space in Mm -hmm. order to do something. To the point where I've done planted none of those things because it feels real overwhelming yeah. to think about. 
You had another uh, desire on there. Do you want to share that? The one about being old. Yeah, the one about <laughs> being old. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I think this desire started when Michael and I had such a rough marriage. And I remember being like, one day we're going to talk to people that have rough marriages. And we're going to be able to say that we got through it. Of course, this is in the midst of like, <laughs> there was definitely a level of God-given hope there because it was in the middle of things really being bad. But just always wanting to be like, but one day mm-hmm. we'll be able to use this to like speak to other people, give people other people hope or wisdom or whatever. You know, and I am definitely not the oldest lady at Remnant, but there are many people that I'm close to that are 10 and 20 years younger than me. Yeah. So it's, you know, and my, I don't have little kids, you know, super little kids anymore. So there's a level of what my life looks like now that a lot of people only see like for the future for one day or like a hope or like, I can't wait until I can do these things again. And, but like, I don't know, I want to be able to come alongside people because the come come alongside other ladies because the season that they're in even if it can feel very hard is good Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't feel qualified to be that person but I'm hoping I'm hoping yeah that my life experience (laughs) and just drawing closer to God will ultimately can be a blessing to people that are younger if all good gifts come from God and um gifts are meant to be given like I just have been thinking a lot this year about grace and that the flowing nature of it and how it pours out. So as God obviously has given you so much goodness, what do you want to, do you want to stop gap that? Like you have to let it flow out. And that means that it has to go to a person. You don't just like Mm -hmm. flow it out almost like how I dump my, what do I dump my dehumidifier water into the yard? I'm just like plop. Like that's Mm -hmm. not the point. Like it's to flow to another human being made in the image of God. And um, yeah, that's an exciting desire. Have you, so I know that's in the desire section, but have you thought about that in tangible ways or are you still thinking? Yeah, I, I think it's a desire. I don't, I mean, besides like doing little things or just like praying for people or mm-hmm. um, trying to be an encouragement for people that are in kind of tough, especially when young having babies and toddlers is a challenge Mm -hmm. at times. Um, Yeah, I mean, just being able to relate to people or share stories or, you know, like sometimes I think it's easy for people to see certain things as easier for other people. Mm -hmm. And while I there were things in my life with my kids when they were younger that were not as hard on certain things as others, but there were other things that my kids did that were like, stuff I don't see other people deal with Mm -hmm. so you know like you just never know what um what you can give to somebody just by being like yes I understand my kid was did this thing or Mm -hmm. but guess what they don't do that thing anymore Mm -hmm. you know yeah all right so sewing this is one of my favorite sections it's because it's just such a act of faith um to just start, uh, yeah, pulling out the seeds and pushing them down into the ground. So what what are you sowing? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, I'm in a season of just trying to do a lot of things different than I have for so long. I mean, it, there's been, I've had good periods over the years and then certain things happen and I just fall back into similar routines. Um, yeah, just trying to cultivate like I've been even, you know, 
some things are very fresh. Some things have been habits just over the last, you know, however long months, years, but just even trying to like one thing, well, one thing I've done recently is instead of just reading my Bible for the sake of saying I've read my Bible, I've just tried to like take it really slow. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I only read a few you know, verses, but it's like, or sometimes I'll read a verse here and then skip to a verse over here and kind of reading the Bible just differently than just being like, all right, I'm going to read chapters one through six and get through it and hardly pay attention or have to listen to it on audio when I'm doing something else to where I don't really get to like dive in. And, and I think that's been super helpful. Um, Where did you get that idea? Um, well, I think part of it was the remnant one when James talked about, Pastor James talked about praying through, like praying as you read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it just became like, and I, I remember talking to somebody a long time ago and him saying like, yeah, sometimes I just get stuck and I read the same verse over and over and I get stuck in this section for a long time just meditating on it. And I, you know, to me that was like intriguing but I, I just spent most of the last few years just reading to say that I've read, not to actually study or to like see what God is saying. And I mean, there's like little things over the last month or so that I picked up that I was like, I should have known that. Mm. <laughs> like, I should have. Wow, what a gift. Just like, just like things that probably because I never heard it in a sermon, you know, like things like Paul going away for three years before he went and like started his ministry. Yeah. Like, I just never like paid it. I, pro- I know I've read it just never paid attention to it yeah and just you know that it just makes you look at things differently when you just take it really slow or like I read read something the other day yesterday and I was like Michael did you know the Bible does say basically open the eyes of my heart and he was like yes (laughs) I was like I mean it's worded differently but it's like it's like that's it it's right there yeah like that silly song that I just just seems so weird to me I was like that's actually in the Bible (laughs) Well, if that's not delight, I don't know what is, and that's a command. So mm-hmm. you're obeying the Lord um, as you're going slow, and you're paying attention to what He says, because it's His voice after all. Yeah. Um, well, that is awesome. What else? Um, trying to be more diligent in life. I uh, am easily, I easily fall into laziness and just. I mean, and part of it is just sometimes just not being able to wrap my head around a day and being able to think of what I can do. So I've really been trying to have specific tasks for each day. And, and I, you know, I struggle because I will become so black and white about it that it actually will stump, like it'll cause me to, like more trouble. So I'm trying to just go at it. Of course, the first week I started to do this, I ended up getting sick and I couldn't do like any of the stuff, mm-hmm. like hardly. And, but I think that may have been God's grace too. To, so I didn't like go because I, then I'll start getting angry with my family when I can't do the things on the time that I said I wanted to do them. And so I've just, it's been more now just like, in fact, the last time I read it, I was like, these are my chores for today. Not, <laughs> I have to do this chore at nine o'clock and I have to do this one at 11 to try to just give me some, like, this is times where I can do the things I need to do around the house or, mm-hmm. um, I mean, and and honestly, in that time, spending time in the Word, praying, reading, I've put in reading for 30 minutes a day because I don't read nonfiction, at least I can read fiction, but I need to read some books. And, you know, I just, and I'm. it's been good when I sat down to do it, 
I've been reading to my kids, which has become like a byproduct of that, which we don't normally do over the summers. So that's been mm. good. I mean, this is all pretty fresh. Yeah. Like I'm still trying to like no. work through it. But I went, f- I mean, I went from feeling like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I, it's, I was talking about that book, I Am Drowning by, or Help I'm Drowning by Sally Clarkson. And I like, we were, when we were at the uh, homeschool convention, I turned around and saw that book and I was like, I need that book like right now because that's what I feel. And it's not hugely applicable to like, because it's more talking about going through some kind of hard things. Mm. But just the very beginning, like, in fact, I got it, put it on audio. I found it on Hoopla on the way home from the convention. That was on Thursday. And there was stuff in it that I was like, yes, yes, and yes. And it is like kind of set me on a journey of like studying some things in God's word. But like, yeah, I just, I've, felt too long like I've just been floating along not Mm. really knowing what I'm doing and I keep going there are enough hours in the day for me to do these things why can't I do them so I'm trying to make those hours appear to me so that I can do them like make them clear and it's been good it's been I'm not doing it as well as I would love to yet but I it's it hopefully the discipline will take root and then it'll get better yeah, well, it is definitely part of the podcast that it can be new. <laughs> you said I'm, this is new for me, and that's the point of the sewing section, that it's something new. Yeah. And I love that it doesn't matter how old you are. Actually, we should all be having something new that we're like, I should have had this by now. But that's not what Jesus says. You look around and you point to the perfect Christian. That's just not the case. So if you um, aren't growing somewhere... You should ask somebody to help. <laughs> I don't know. Help I'm drowning yeah. or help whatever. Yes. Help I'm stunted. But um, because we're always going to need more Jesus. So even if, say, you the last word you used or whatever was lazy, but say if you weren't that and it could, could be literally anything else and we're just going to need him. Anyway, so it lazy, whatever that means to you, that's, I guess, an external thing. How is that something that you're sowing internally that you are praying will flood out because that's got to be something that starts internal. So what is the sowing? I guess you're definitely shared reading the word more. Is Uh there anything else that is an internal sowing? I mean, definitely praying, but I think something that I've done recently and like the last year that has been that I haven't been as trying to say, I think how to say this, but essentially not being lazy in my thoughts and in my feelings. Mm -hmm. And so meaning in the past, like say if I was feeling bitterness towards somebody, I kind of would appease my way out of it or like, like uh, that's probably not the best word, but like kind of forget about it, try to forget about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And as long as I didn't see the person, it was pretty good. And then it would come back up (laughs) as soon as I saw the person. But just like working through stuff that way, you know, trying to pray about it, but not really. But I've been way more diligent in being like, I don't like feeling this way. Mm. Why am I feeling this way? Like, how do I root this out? And it's and it's like that. It's been like that with bitterness, with like feeling depressed, just different stuff, like really just almost like taking the bulls by the horn and just yeah. being like, I'm going to work through this because I'm tired of feeling this way. Mm. And it's been, you know, and some of it has been a long journey of like, I can't figure out why I feel this way. I don't know what's going on. And then having a conversation with somebody and being like, that's exactly why I feel <laughs> that way. Yeah. And then being able to move past it. But yeah, I, that is something that's changed that jo- 
generally I would, um, what is, I'm trying to think of the better word, like, like hide from it kind of, or like get my mind on something else to not think about the things. Distraction? Yeah, distraction. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Trying to like distract from it instead. Oh, I feel bad right now. So I'm going to go, you know, watch TV or I'm going to go do something else instead of being like, why do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. What is going on? Let me get to the root of what's going on or just really driving me to pray, you know? Yeah. And just working stuff out with God. And when I feel it again, be like, God, it's still here. What is going on? What is it that I'm missing? What am I not thinking about? Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's been some really kind of fun things that have happened just to be able to release some stuff. And yeah, it's been good. This is a weird question, but what stirs your soul? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure I even know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. It gets me excited. Yeah, It gets me... uh, think there's got to be something uh well uh, i think there's got to be a hope in christ because Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's got to be something that pulls us all metaphorically off the couch if you will into life in christ because the command is to walk in the spirit um you know of course run the race to the end but walking in the spirit and so there's got to be a hand held out to you um that's like i don't know i'm trying to think of it in my head but um yeah, because I, if God's transforming you, okay, so you use that word lazy. I hate saying it over and over again, but <laughs> it, it just seems like that is not the end of your story. Okay, yeah. so lazy to me is maybe passive, and there could be all sorts of reasons for that. It doesn't necessarily mean like, I don't know. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of reasons, and God's you know doing the work of entangling that in you and his good timing, but I think there's got to be like, I don't know, I almost imagine like this heat at the center of something and it's just like something's moving and pulling you out. And I think that has to do what you long for. And that's part of the sowing question after all. You're pushing in the seed because you, well, what's a seed? Sunflower. Because you, you, you know a sunflower is coming out. So there's got to be something beautiful that you long for in yourself. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think going back to like, I believe always believing that there can be change, that mm-hmm. things can be different. But I also think looking at my kids and like wanting something different for them. Mm-hmm. Wanting like, because unfortunately laziness is very encompassing. So it can be that I just literally didn't get off the couch to do my laundry today to not disciplining my kids when they need to be disciplined or neglecting guard the garden or neglecting a friend that I should have called or you know like there's it's so much encompassing but I just don't want my kids I don't want that one that to be like well mom sat on the couch a lot you know I want it to be like you know and I want to be aware of what they're doing and yeah. to help grow them to be good yeah she mom beings. showed me how to yeah. live <laughs> yeah yeah that uh, kids knife in my heart especially the older they get, you just see yourself in like, I have the same feelings. Like, do I want to have sorrow <laughs> or, or can I take the bull by the horns and face some fears? Yeah. See, I've talked about it before. see my life as a story and it's the story that goes on beyond me and goes on beyond you. And, um, God says you, I picked you <laughs> to pass these things down to, um, yeah, to be part of my family and so and with that come certain responsibilities I've been definitely thinking about that too how has Michael been encouraging you in that I mean 
partly him listening to me. I think also his uh, urging helps, his urging for me to do something different. Thankfully, most of the time he's kind about it. Like, so who's going to do the dishes, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Just like trying to just push me along to do some things. And Do you think that's tied to you going back between houses? Did you have responsibilities when you were younger? Um, I, in some ways I had a, when I was at my mom's, I had a ton, Okay. you know, like I was the oldest. So I, there were times I made dinner, especially when they were planning the church. There were a lot of nights where they were out or busy and I was making dinner, babysitting a ton, did a ton of babies. I really don't know what my parents did when I wasn't there. Maybe they scheduled things when I was there to like babysit because I never thought about it. And, but then my dad's I had my stepmom, even when I did stuff, she would always come behind me and do it again. Yeah. She So I didn't really do a ton. And I like I was never a kid that had to have my room clean or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I just, there's a lot of habits that I never developed. Yeah, so it just, that, that is hard. I don't want my kids, that's one thing I do not want my kids to be. It's like I want my kids to have a habit of reading mm-hmm. and I want them to like, be people that know how to do things mm-hmm. because it's just easy to not do things until it's way piled up and you're like, <laughs> I got to do it right now. Yeah. Um, so what are you watering? So this is a stewardship, something you're constantly praying about and you're actively tending. Yeah. So part of it, like I was talking about my feelings, like I had a moment a few months ago where I was just feeling really, just had a lot of strong feelings and I was kind of <laughs> like over it. So I just, I was like, well, actually, I was like, I'm out here doing stuff for my garden. I want to listen to a book. And so I went through, like, stuff I'd saved on Hoopla, and there's one about feelings. I was like, this is what I need. I need to listen to this book right now. And I haven't finished the book, but it essentially was, like, giving my feelings, like, I should be going to go with my feelings, good, bad, like, whatever, and not just, like, trying to suppress feelings because I don't like them or whatever, like, go to God with those feelings. And that has been really helpful in making me pray more because mm-hmm. it's praying more in the moment, which I had gotten out of the habit of doing, um, which then has now led into me spending more time in the word and praying very specifically for things. And, you know, and just like I was mentioned, uh, Hebrews 4.16 before, which I've been working on memorizing. Yeah. Of course, I'm afraid I won't say it right if I do it now, but... Um, therefore let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that, gosh, yeah, so that we can receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. But just like actually just the idea of the throne of grace Mm -hmm. and being able to come there is, yeah, we just get to go and approach with boldness. Like, what does that mean? Like, that's like not just passively be like, Jesus, help me, but being like, I feel bad. I don't like this feeling. Help me. Like, I know you've got what can deal with this. Like, please help me. Yeah. Gosh, that is such, that's a short sentence, but so much in it. I mean, you could mm -hmm. take every single word and just sit on it. I feel like even time of need, I'm like, isn't that always? (laughs) I know. (sighs) Yeah. And like, I've been thinking about that some because just some of like life has not been overly hard lately. But I've just been working through some kind of like feelings and stuff like that. So I like almost read that. I'm like, 
help in my time of need. Like, am I really in a time of need? Well, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, because I need Jesus to not feel this way, or Mm -hmm. I need Jesus to stop being so lazy, or I need Jesus to put my phone down, or to talk kindly to my kids or my husband or whatever. That is my time of need in that moment, even if it's not like external factors coming Mm -hmm. down or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Or even to open your eyes in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. All of that. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I want to grow in prayer. And that's something that I think you mentioned. James talked about Pastor James praying through the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And that was actually literally something that I was doing earlier today is, well, I guess I tasked myself, I don't know, to be like the to the prayer person for Maker Institute mm-hmm. and to help lead in that. And I was like, gosh, I don't actually, as I'm thinking of prayers, I feel like we should be praying God's word directly. Just sit in that for a while. Because yeah, Ryan's even been urging, urging, that's the wrong word. He's not like behind me going, go, go, go. But um, exhorting, what's a nice word? That's a good word. Encouraging. Encouraging. <laughs> encouraging uh, me and others to just sit before God and listen to his voice and do exactly what you said that he's the Holy Spirit's been saying to you. Is slow down because you hear me, but that doesn't mean you're listening. Wait, mm-hmm. you listen, but doesn't mean you hear? Which one is it? You're listening, yeah. but your doesn't mean you hear me. Yeah. And um, so I'm excited. That's new for me. Is there any other, is there any ideas you have what are you how are you doing it how are you praying i mean like i said in the moment you know like Mm -hmm. more than just like saving it for the time of day or whatever but also like i've had good habits of praying and i've had good habits of reading my bible and sometimes they go together and sometimes they don't just i think it was yesterday no it had been a couple days ago i was was on the porch and just like after i finished reading the bible and just sitting there and just like just praying Mm -hmm like about specifically about what I'd just been reading in the scripture and how that applied applies to me like how I yeah can apply that to my life yeah we were talking about in community group last week uh Hebrews was it five the end of five beginning Mm -hmm. of six and about how yeah in the Holy Spirit could um in their the part the portion the verse that the Holy Spirit is being talked about and is that it's likely that it's being talked about as the um inspiration for the word of God. And so not only are you reading God's word, but remember the word is alive. So, and the word was spoken. If you read in somewhere, it's, it's like the, the Holy Spirit carried along men to write it. So the Holy Spirit's the vessel through which God's words were penned. And then the Holy Spirit is activating, I mean, us as we read and then growing these things. And it's just like so alive. And it's like, why? Sometimes I ask myself, why? Like, I, full confession, I sometimes read, like you were saying, like fast. Or if I'm reading God's word, sometimes my brain just shuts off. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so, I don't know. It's not of God. So it's just, and just praying against, like, God, would you clear my brain? Whatever shuts off, whatever I'm resisting, would you root this sin out? Because there's got to be, there's something so alive in the submitting before the living God. I don't know. Um, and then if you're praying at the same time, I think that's really cool. Yeah. So anyways, back to your feelings. Do you think that your feelings were like a protection for you? 
in the past and then maybe now you're seeing God as more of like your safe place because you even picked a verse about being in his throne room. So you must Mm -hmm. be starting to see God as someone who invites you in and wants you. And maybe you're exchanging like his arms for the feelings that maybe you used to use in to protect yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I think yes. (laughs) Yes. And to, to have two thoughts about that one my struggling with anxiety for so long the way I have often dealt with it is to not feel Mm. which then feels more like depression so just easily just being susceptible to bad feelings because I'm already like feeling very low but that is literally just to not feel heightened like on a level of anxiety and I have had God has done some amazing things with my anxiety over the years so it's I'm at a very different place in de- like even viewing my anxiety. So I'm. it's not often that I will go to that place like I used to, which I think is good. And then thinking about like feelings of like bitterness or like anger towards people, I think that was is often a self-protective measure for myself to not admit that I'm a sinner. You know, like I think it often comes down to like, I want to hold people either to a different standard than I hold myself or... I don't like who they are, so therefore I'm going to project a bunch of stuff on them and not facing like, but a lot of times it's because it's the stuff in me I don't like instead yeah. of like actually facing just it and accepting Christ's forgiveness and grace and love and being able to extend that to somebody. So I think that's kind of, yeah, I think it's just, it's easy to get caught or just like, I mean, just having moments of being angry at somebody and spending two hours just like in my head telling them off, like, yeah. like just instead of going to God and being like, I don't want to feel like this. Yeah. Or like really realizing that I as well do really dumb stuff that could make people really angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has God become that refuge for your feelings? There's been some really good, like almost supernatural kind of moments just of really finding peace. But I also think that there's just been God like, meeting me in a sense I'm not sure if that's the best word but like um like not relenting on certain things even like I had a night recently of just not being able to sleep my anxiety will sometimes do that and or keep me awake I'll be anxious and I just I've done a lot of things to like try to deal with that anxiety but I think recently I just was like I'm just going to pray but I'm going to believe that God's hearing me because I've prayed many times over the years and just been like, it's never going to work, but I'm going to pray just so that I can say I've done it. And then I can, you know, turn on my phone and watch something or whatever. And this time I was just like, I know that he hears me and I know that this is what he wants for me. Yeah. That's, that's good. And I went back to sleep eventually (laughs) without like getting more heightened anxiety, which, you know, my sleep, stuff has always been a struggle for me. What about things that you are doing that you don't love that you recognize as discipline from the Lord? Where discipline doesn't, you know, if you think yeah. of the word disciple, he's like shaping you into growth. Um, yeah. I I think really truly just being uncomfortable where I've been recognizing that I don't like the feeling of doing nothing all day or my house not getting cleaned and things not getting done, us 
being in the middle of renovations is a challenge in itself, but it's really easy to just be like, that feels overwhelming, so I'll do nothing. Mm -hmm. But then now I've gone however many months without countertops to be, you know, at first it was no stove. Now I've got a stove, but it's really hard to cook when you don't have like a good workspace. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, and not all of that has been like just from us not doing. There are other things at play, but that's just that. It's not what about finding clothes because I chose to never either wash them or fold them, you know, or just being uncomfortable. Yeah, just being uncomfortable with my life and the way that it has been. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so how, well, how does that, does that relate to giving up idols? Or is that a totally different thing in your mind? In the sense, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably more weeding. But it's just, it's, or maybe my idols not satisfying me in the way that they once did. Mm -hmm. And not just turning to things, you know, that really have been my like safeguard since I was a kid yeah. you know the things that like got me through the day or got me through a bad night and just trying to escape the things that I don't want to feel by investing my mind power into thing other things has been thankfully some of those things are less desirable I don't always have good days but I have generally some good moments in a day yeah which is good because there's been many times where I don't talk to my kids all day because I'm listening to something or watching something or I'm even just choosing to listen to a book. Mm -hmm. or And sometimes they're not always bad things, like a sermon instead of interacting with my kids. Yeah. Just to avoid and not feel and not deal with the things that need to be done around my house. Yeah, yeah. I relate to that to some extent. For me, talking and being human is like a work <laughs> and it does not come naturally to me um so let's see unfortunately i have a husband that talks a lot <laughs> it's very helpful <laughs> that that i don't have <laughs> um okay well the victories i mean i know that comes from the harvest but it's not to be missed it, uh, the goodness of God. Uh, so he's, he's making it the contrast clearer for you. I think the more he's giving you just like, yeah, just you're allowing yourself to see him more and more. I don't know what the right wording for that can be. So then the contrast is becoming clearer and clearer to the point that huh, it's funny in, in the most positive sense. It's like kind of like the great divorce. It's like your soul is going to be too big to go back to hell. Mm. And it's just not going to fit you anymore. And so as you're walking down this path that you're doing, it's just like the little moments, like in the middle of the night, you're you're growing bigger. Like, you know, you're growing bigger. Um, so anyway, so you said despair and depression are, are things that um, I don't understand. You're going to have to explain this one to me. <laughs> feel, what in your life doesn't feel good right now, but is good? And you wrote feelings of your failure. How is that good? <laughs> Well, I I just, I guess maybe it's not necessarily good, but I think it's causing change. Okay. I think that's why. Yeah, I think just those things, just feeling like, where am I falling short? What do I need to do different? I am super quick to despair. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, we make a decision to do something and it seems like it's going to be a little bit more expensive while well, the world you know, the sky's falling, the world's falling apart. 
I mean, that's one thing I'm thankful for my husband for because he's not like that. Yeah. And he can be like, hold up, let's let's backtrack a little bit. This be, is Come not on, the baby. end of the world. <laughs> you know, or like, we'll fix it. We'll get through it or whatever. But just, I mean, it, like I, little things, little things will just set me off into like, I can have a really good day and just something super silly. And then I'm like, oh, it's all falling apart. It's nothing. Nothing's going to work out the mm-hmm. way we want it to work out. And yeah, I just think recognizing that's huge because I don't think that's something relatively new to recognize and to give to God. Yeah. Because to me, like external things are just external things. You know, they happen and you can't control them. And Mm -hmm. But like what I do about them, I can ask the Holy Spirit to help me, you know, not respond the same way I always do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So many of these like all go, they all kind of like overlap so much. It's so hard to know like what fits where. Yeah. So what kind of training do you think you respond to you mean like just in general like yeah what's going to be that whistle or is there a whistle or do you ignore the whistle like um I think I have to hear the whistle about 18 (laughs) times yeah I think that's generally yeah there's so many times Michael or Mike was like I just told you that same thing and when I come to him like three weeks later being like somebody just said this and it makes (laughs) so much sense and he's like I literally just told you that like yes but you were the first i needed to hear it much more times <laughs> yeah that's funny i don't know i'm thinking about the verse more than conquerors wherever that is or maybe it's a song sort of like your open the eyes of my heart lord song mm-hmm. but the more than conquerors that is a verse yeah. for sure yeah that how does that do you think of verses like that that we are more than conquerors i mean that just feels like we are more than just frail humans that can overcome some things in our life like mm-hmm. or like conquering things goes to something bigger mm-hmm. you know it's like a much bigger kind of like you were saying growing like you grow too big because you can I mean anybody can conquer certain things but like what does that really what's the benefit what does that grow in you what is it what's what is it how does it impact life mm-hmm. or matter yeah okay well just peeling one more question in this area so how were you taught to deal with difficult things do you think about that all at all do you address it head on say okay i realize that this is the pattern that i was taught i probably respond the way that um (laughs) i was taught to respond that the world the sky is falling you know everything's a big deal i am trying to think of the contrast in my my parents you know where one was very like that the sky is falling one probably didn't talk about stuff all that much. And then one probably just lashed out in anger about most things. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of can do a combination of all those, but I'm definitely much more anger and despair. It's just, I don't, you know, very natural, easy response, although it does not feel good. Yeah. Lacks so much hope. Yeah. Something that I'm thinking about even now <laughs> as I get older as well. I'm- turning 40 in a couple weeks oh my goodness um is the thing that I was talking with you about earlier is like lord may I never get too old to where um just get set in my way so is it because I was thinking in my mind okay well where is the difference then where can we see a different way like actually I need to be taught Mm -hmm. and like so being humble enough to be it doesn't matter how old I am there's actually some things I didn't learn like Ryan was talking we were we went to visit this 
amazing artist named Ed Nippers on Wednesday. And he was, there was someone was sharing a story about how they, they knew this lady who got famous super fast for her paintings. And she was utterly embarrassed because she didn't feel like she knew that much. And she's like, I can never go back to school because everyone thinks I'm so like living, she was living a lie or whatever. And she just wanted to go back and learn some foundational things or whatever. And so who knows how she worked that out in her life. But, um, you know, in Christ, we don't have to be beholden to things like that. Like, like I was talking about before, it's we, none of us will ever arrive. And, and if the scripture is true that we're blind to our sin, there's going to be points where in our life as we're going, we're like, oh, didn't see that, didn't see that, didn't see that. And so now just being, like you said, one of the older women in our church body, particular church body, how do you feel freer to look at younger women too at the same time? Like not only teaching, but being taught by, do you, do you think age matters? Have, like, have you been learning from other ladies in the church? Yes. I think that's why when I wrote that, I put quotes older and quotes mm-hmm. younger Yeah, because I don't think it's necessarily an age thing or do I think it's a like maturity thing mm-hmm. per se, because I think there's a lot of learning. There are many women in Remnant that have their life so much more together than me that are much younger than me, or at least like certain things in their life that I would like to have together. Mm-hmm. Um, certain dependency on Christ where I struggle. There's something so beautiful about living in a community like that I mean it it can be really hard Mm -hmm. and it can make you feel like you don't meet up or like I said bitterness can come in and there's all kinds of stuff but there's so much growth you know you're you're like being pushed forward with a bunch of people yeah so you can't I mean you could but you'd have to be pretty secluded to not grow in some way just by having conversations with people Mm -hmm. there's so much revealed in the way that even the Holy Spirit speaks to us through other people, you know, that the Holy Spirit in them speaking to, you know, us. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't generally look at age as like really meaning much of anything at Remnant because the, the wisdom that comes across the board is amazing. Okay. Two sections left. Weeding. Go. (laughs) (laughs) I guess this is like stuff that is coming is being removed yep it's coming out god is pulling it i mean truly like i said the i have struggled with bitterness for forever i mean like as long as i can remember and and i've had some pivotal moments over the years of god really like working some of that stuff out with me i remember telling you that i had the falling out with my stepmother and i remember moment of forgiveness towards her like just a full on like it's as if there were was and it wasn't just like I forgave her but things were weird like I remember forgiving her and loving her and it being like it never happened mm. so I've had beautiful moments like that in my life but it's still so easy to get so irritated with people that and just have feelings that people don't even deserve to have towards them because they don't even know what they did if they even did anything for real Mm -hmm. or if it was just my perception. But I've had some really pivotal moments where just some kind of longstanding bitterness has been uprooted. And like, I remember there was one person that I was just have struggled with for several years with bitterness towards. And I was somewhere and her kids were there. And I remember feeling so much love for her kids in a way that I was like, 
thank you, God, because I couldn't feel this prior because of the bitterness in my heart. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's been a huge, probably one of the bigger just things really being, I mean, and I anticipate it will come again, but hopefully now, like, again, I can take the bull by the whole bull by the horns and just be like I don't want this I don't want to feel this way the thing about bitterness is it's kind of like grace but not but because it just keeps going out 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 and so it's sort of like with bitterness I don't know if it's a root so much it's like you gotta hack first (laughs) you gotta like do some hacking I don't know so where do you see the battlefield for this is it like in your mind in your heart like just in actions I think a majority of it is in my mind and in my heart because if I can get over those two things I can do what needs to be done or I can it's just easy to just sit there and because even like bitterness I can feel like I've gotten rid of it Mm -hmm. and then see the person again or being or or I could see them for months and then be in a situation of something that was similar that probably when the where the bitterness started and it all be there again as if like it was just completely fresh for the first time feeling it but once I choose like I need to be beyond this like I'm tired of this then I think that's when I can do more of the hard work of like looking at it and thinking about it I mean or like laziness for example like I have to deal with what causes me to not do stuff like is it because I'm feeling overwhelmed is it because I just don't want to face stuff is it because I really just want to sit here and truly be lazy like and once I can do those things then I can move beyond to actually not be lazy or to do stuff yeah I'm not saying this is you but it could even be for someone else like even just a stubbornness like I won't just because I was told yeah (laughs) or because God said or because I think I should or anything I, I, yeah. I definitely have a little bit of that in me, but I also, yeah, there are times when I'll know that I feel something and I'm like, I will not pray about it mm-hmm. because I know what God, I know God will speak to me if I do. And I don't want to be told I'm wrong right now. Yeah. You know, I don't want to come to God with this idol because I know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. I know what he's going to say. I know that he does. He wants to move me past it. So, uh, what have you tried and failed at for your anxiety? Um, That's not Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, distraction, which sometimes is good, like in the moment, but then usually it causes long-term, more long-term anxiety or something can trigger more like trying, being like, well, I'm just going to watch TV. And then what happens when there's something that triggers my anxiety? And, you know, it's like I can get rid of the feelings for a moment. Um I mean, generally, that's often what I go back to is either listening to something or watching something to just distract my mind. I mean, I've also done medication in the past, which I don't. I had a pretty significant um, mind shift about anxiety being my identity, not being my identity. And I think that was probably the biggest factor in like being able to move away from it some because I just lived so long like, well, I'm anxious. I'm just anxious. Like, that's just who I am. I'm just going to be anxious. It's there's going to be a hard event for me because I'm going to be anxious. Well, I can't do this because I'm too anxious. And it's like, that's not my identity at all. It's not who I am. It's something because of sin that I struggle with. But not giving it that foothold anymore has been, that's probably been the biggest, mm. hugest thing <laughs> ever. 
and that happened several years ago. So I've lived not not without anxiety because I most days feel anxious, yeah. but I don't give in to anxiety the same way that I used to. Yeah. Ooh, that's big. Okay. Anything else you want to say before your harvest? I think I think that's all. <laughs> no more beans to spill. <laughs> Although beans makes me think of your oldest daughter who doesn't live with you, but yes. Michael's daughter, Arian, um, once she gave Ryan for Christmas a bean feast. <laughs> I don't know how many, do you think 20 cans of beans? I don't know. It was hilarious. It's like every type you can buy in a can <laughs> at the grocery store. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, harvest. Yay. Yeah. How can we glorify God? Praise him. Thank him. Well, something that is huge praise that hasn't really been talked about. I haven't talked about it all, but just a major uh, prayer answered being able to stay home full time with my kids. Yeah. Which was like, I mean, I feel like my prayers were directed some way differently. I was wanting to work from home to make money from home and praise God. He provided so they don't have to work at all. Mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Like, it's like praying for something, God being like, I'll do you one better. Like, <laughs> try this instead. This is would be work out better. Yeah. I mean, that's been huge. Um, I, yeah, I mean, just like I said, some of the bitterness, like there's just, I've been in, I mean, I, I hope that I always stay this way, but I know that bad days come, but like really being in a season of seeing God working even in ways I didn't expect mm-hmm. and being able, you know, one thing I didn't mention what I've wrote down somewhere was just like complaining. Like I'm being kind of like God has in life is not perfect by any means, but like there's certain ways that God has blessed us in a way that I'm like, why do I feel the need to complain about this? Like my house, which I love and it needs a lot of work and it's in a perfect location and it's beautiful. Like the land is beautiful. Like why do I find the need when, to like my expression to somebody to be a complaint about it. And it's yeah. like, that's, it's silliness. It's like habit. It's not even coming from a true place. It's just complaining for the sake of complaining when it's like, even if it's awful and worthy of what seems like a complaint, it's still a gift from God. Like yeah. it's not worth complaining about, which is, I don't know that I, this is something relatively new to me. I'm hoping that I'm seeing it because there's been fruit. I don't know that there is because I think I still probably complain a lot, but I'm really hoping that that is not the case in the near future. Yeah. And truly like spending time in the word, slowing down a little bit has been like, like I had a moment the other morning where I probably spent well over the time I should have just reading the word and praying and what often happens, like you read a scripture and then this worship song that has that verse in it. Yeah. And then I've got to listen to that. And I listen to that about six times and then I pray <laughs> and then I cry. And then I, what else does the Bible say about this? And it's just been, I mean, I was like at one moment where I was like, I don't even know how to go with my day because like it, I am in such a, like almost like in a high moment that I'm like, I don't even know how to then just go do yeah. like normal tests. Yeah. And yeah, which is good because like God's really been speaking some stuff pretty deeply to me that I, yeah, just like you talking about the word kindness, my word has been hope. Mm. Like, and hope is just meant. I wrote that down. Really? Hope has meant, uh, always just been kind of a flippant thing to me. Like, yeah. well, I hope that there'll show up or mm. I hope it doesn't rain today. <laughs> and it's like more based in feeling 
you know, like, well, I, I'm hopeful that things will be better or whatever. And it's like biblical hope has nothing to do with feelings Yeah, and it has nothing to do with anything. Flip it, flip it, flip it, whatever. That's a word I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, there we got it. <laughs> um, I could have said pam- pamphlet. pamphlet. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I just thought of that one. Survey says, is the word pamphlet? Ew, I just said pa- it. Or pamphlet. Or pamphlet. This pamphlet. is a clapletario feud. It's pamphlet. No, anyway. Okay, let's talk about hope. Uh, um. Yeah, so... And it's not less than like hoping for small things because I think God's promises speak to the small things, but, or it's not bigger than, I Mm -hmm. guess is the word I'm looking for, but it is so rooted and grounded in his promises like that. I mean, like, yeah, I've been just doing a study through the word over the last few weeks and like the last couple of weeks. And it's like just never reading that the way that it is yeah. and the things that it says like it's overwhelming yeah like how hope i mean you know like faith hope and love like mm-hmm. it's there and you're it's all over the place you know but then even that like faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love so mm-hmm. then i've hyper focused on love and what does love mean and god's love and not but hope like yeah. what does hope mean and it's i mean it's just it's it's just been so good it's been so good to look at it and mm. just like be able to you know, and it's all through the Bible. It's not like it's only yeah. in Paul's letters or because it's in Hebrews and it's in Paul's letters. It's in the Psalms and Lamentations. Like it's all over, like yeah. about hoping in God. Yeah. And, you know, and then Paul kind of takes it from like Old Testament, hoping in God to hoping in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just like it's, it's just huge because yeah. it really encompasses all the promises of God, all the things of God, all the but it's different than faith because it's like it's like i mean it's hard because faith and hope are so similar but it's like just that future aspect to it of like being able to step out even though you can step out in faith because you know who god is but stepping out in faith because of god's promises having Mm -hmm. that hope that like well god says he's going to do it Mm -hmm. so you know yeah yeah that's that's... exciting and i think hey did your soul get stirred (laughs) Yes. I think your soul just got yeah. stirred up. <laughs> I think that's, uh, yeah. yeah. I knew there was something in there. Absolutely. That's exciting. See, that when you put your mind to something, mm-hmm. you get fired up. Well, God, we just praise you so much for this hope for Ashley. And uh, yeah, I'm just thinking even about your forest. Like it's far if you sit on your porch. Well, that'd be your back porch. But mm-hmm. it's still sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I hope it's kind of like that maybe. I don't know. So close this out, Ashley, so we can go to community group <laughs> and eat some dinner. Um, what did you bring to share? So I uh, brought some things I've been learning about hope. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. That's amazing. I was like, I don't know, but I'll just share all this stuff that the just like, I mean, I, you know, I wrote it kind of like a letter. But okay. That's awesome. Just the stuff that, uh, yeah. I can't wait to hear it. All right. I have been in a season where the Holy Spirit has been teaching me a deeper understanding of biblical hope. It has been a beautiful time of biblical study, prayer, and singing. I want to share some of what I've been meditating on with you. Biblical hope is not arbitrary. We hope for things like a better day or a change of life circumstances because of who God is and what he is doing and has done. Biblical hope is not a feeling but a confident expectation of future blessing based on facts and promises. 
It is, as Sally Clarkson wrote, a commitment to hold fast to what Scripture reminds us is true about God, and our hope in God is what connects us to what is true. Hope is an anchor for the soul, and it will not disappoint us. We have been given new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we know that this hope comes from God so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are to rejoice in hope, set our hope completely on the grace to be brought to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ, put our hope in God, and hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering. Let us rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, which is Christ in us. Let us remind ourselves daily of the promise of God so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. As Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold on to the the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. Pastor Josh said this past Sunday, the hope we have as an anchor for the soul is that God keeps every single one of us God keeps every one of his promises, past, present, and future in Jesus. As Paul prayed for the Ephesians, I pray this for us. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance to the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.